Prepare to be astonished. It's that time again. Let's get started. From the Clatsop County Historical Society, an adventure in history with Matt Burns and Alana Quila. You should never be allowed to talk to people. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. And now, with today's adventure, it's Mac and Alana. Welcome to Adventure in History. My name's Carly Quila. My name's Alma Quila. My name's Charlie Quila. Merry Christmas! Wow. Welcome, everyone. We have been taken over. <laughs> We're outnumbered. We are. You are totally outnumbered, <laughs> totally Mac. Outnumbered. It is a family affair. One of these are mine, two of these are my niece and nephew. And we're here celebrating Christmas together. Christmas, Merry together. Christmas, Merry Christmas. I love it. And and Happy Hanukkah and Happy Kwanzaa yes. and Happy everything else and almost the New Year. Almost and, the New Year. And you made the. This is going to be our best show ever. I can the tell. The best one ever. It I mean, is. they're going to listen back on this and they'll be like, "Oh my goodness." Although you know. When you bring in a guest star that's so much better than the stars, we I might know. be replaced. Well, I did warn you. I, I thought that we could possibly be uh, <laughs> replacing ourselves. We're going to recast the show. Cuteness overload. It is. So it, let's get going because this and, is going to be a good one today. And this is one of those times I wish we were like a streaming I know. video cast. Well, we have a videographer here today, oh, so there, there will be some behind-the-scenes photos. We'll put some photos up, too. Yes. That'll, that'll be excellent. So so I hope everybody's had a wonderful Christmas, and thank you for joining us. Yes. On We've never actually had a broadcast of our show on Christmas. Or many holidays. But before we, we get to it, you went to Tea and Plum Pudding. We Well, these little kids went to Tea and Plum Pudding. What did you think about having tea? Well, actually, what did you think of the plum pudding? Um, I liked it. What did you like about it? I like the cake part. Mm. Okay, Carly, what about you? Well, I like the tea because you got sugar with it, you got cream with it, and you got lemon. Mm. Not the kind we serve did, at home. Was it yummy nope. tea? It was better than my mom cook at home. Wow. <laughs> of course it was. Alma, what did you think about it? Um, and where I was like, it? I liked the tea the same as Carly did. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, Really good, and, but you couldn't mix the cream and the lemon because it would make it um, cottage cheese. Yeah, Curdle. it that, does. It does make it kind of yucky tasting. Yeah. So did did you like the lemony sauce all over the cake, or did you just like the cake by itself? I just like the cake. Okay. Yeah, and what about Daddy? Daddy took you, and three-year-old Kaya even went. I mean, talk about kid-friendly. We were <laughs> we were a little nervous, but what did how did Kaya think about it? And Daddy. Kaya and my dad, they, Kaya just had a half of a tea, and my dad had a whole cup of one, and then he had another one, but that was it. Nice. And that's a special Flavel House brand tea that is only available either at a tea and plum pudding or a tea and scones, or you can buy the tea in the uh, carriage house and make it yourself. So there's still opportunities to go to tea and plum pudding. Tomorrow, the 26th through the 30th is the last chance all this week. Oh, all week. Yeah, and then we're not open the 31st and the the 31st and January 1st. Well, and I'll tell you, family. Monday through Friday. um, We went, we renewed our membership for the year, paid for the tea and plum pudding, and then they stayed for an hour and a half and toured the... The museum. Uh, Four what, kids. What was your favorite rooms in the house? The playroom. Oh, the little kids' room upstairs. Yeah. Anything else? What, what do you always take a picture with, Carly? Hmm. Do you remember? She always takes a picture. There's a mirror, like a life or a stand-up um, mirror that's really pretty. Yes. So 
But they, they did. They had a lot of time. So three to eight years old. Go ahead, Carly. Uh, the mirror was in the playroom. Oh, it mm-hmm. is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, good. Did you have a favorite room? Um, I liked um, the bedrooms where there were comfy beds, but some of them weren't <gasps> as oh. comfy. Did you get on the beds? Uh oh. Uh oh. Mark, we'll blame Mark. <laughs> we are going to blame Mark. <laughs> okay. Shall we get right to the big show? Let's the, do it. So we do have uh, this day in history. These are things tomorrow. I was thinking about doing today. Oh yes. But you know, you still have to. Even if you're not going to work tomorrow, you still have probably family and friends around. So that's true. These are things that happen tomorrow, December twenty sixth, sixteen twenty. The Mayflower Pilgrims come ashore in Plymouth Bay, Massachusetts. And there's actually a rock, but I don't think they really stood on the rock. But I've, I've seen the rock. <laughs> right. Plymouth Rock. All right. Uh, 1776, Washington leads his troops to defeat uh, in defeat of the Hessians at the Battle of Trenton, New Jersey, crossing the Delaware River. Okay. And what bothers me about that painting, I would not stand up in a boat like that. <laughs> and he's always like shown standing in the front of the boat. <laughs> Because he was so, just posing for the artist yeah, on the, probably on the probably banks. Waiting, right. for the pit, yeah. waiting for the painter to finish <laughs> the art. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 1865, James A. Mason from Massachusetts patents the first U.S. coffee percolator. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I thought that was important. 1924, yeah. Francis Gum, age two and a half. Hmm. She's billed as Baby Francis, makes her show business debut. You're I, looking perplexed. I am. Because her real name, or her stage name, was Judy Garland. Oh, at two and a half? Yeah. And oh, her my name, goodness. Her name was Frances Gum. <laughs> Much better name, Judy Garland. Yes. Wow. <laughs> but two and a half, baby Frances. Um, and and she probably would have been totally forgotten if the same people that signed her into show business had seen these three. Uh, exactly. Uh, 1922, FM radio patent is granted to the American engineer Edwin Howard Armstrong. Thank FM, you. FM radio. We like that. Yeah. 1946, Bugsy Siegel opens the Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas. Ooh. I've forgotten. Have we talked about Las Vegas? Are you a Vegas fan? Oh, no, because I don't gamble. But yeah. I lived in Reno. Remember, I really liked yeah. Reno. <laughs> <laughs> um, I visited once. It was fun. I don't gamble. Uh, 1966, the first Kwanzaa. Oh, 1966. Okay. 1966. 1968, Led Zeppelin's concert debut in Denver, of all places, And they're the opening act for, are you ready for it? Vanilla Fudge. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Do you think they ever returned the favor and let Vanilla Fudge open for them when they became huge? (laughs) I'm thinking not, just based on the name. Yeah. 1972, (laughs) Harry S. Truman dies. How sad. Yes. I like Harry Truman. And uh, our history highlight of the day, though, 1492, the first Spanish settlement, La Navidad, in the New World is founded by Christopher Columbus because he runs one of the ships aground. Oh. And it like gets ruined. So he's basically like, okay, guys, you got to stay and start a colony. I'll be back for you. See ya. <laughs> it's in uh, modern-day Molay saint Nicolas in Haiti. Oh, there you go. So sometimes not the best stuff in terms of modern America. Right. Good for us, but bad for Native Americans. For sure. Uh, so I, I don't have either? anything for tomorrow, but for today, I thought it was worth noting that in 1941, this was the debut of White Christmas, oh. which I'm sure many of you watched today or yesterday mm-hmm. or every day preceding this weekend. But you and I have a great podcast on the White Christmas. We do. We do. And like I believe it was year. just last year. So you yeah. can go on KMUM's website, KMUM.org slash podcast and listen to it if you're in the festive mood right now. Festive mood. Because it was kind of the... Uh, odd things about 
white Christmas that you wouldn't have known. So kind mm-hmm. of fun, fun things. Yeah. So. When, when I was a teenager, my sister and I, you know, you get a certain age where you're, you're starting to like the checks and cash yes. that you get for Christmas <laughs> from relatives rather than presents. Right. So we always used to change the words. We're dr- dreaming of a green Christmas uh-huh. and we'd make the money sign because <laughs> we were horrible teenagers. Yes. Creepy little kids. <laughs> That's right. So what are we doing today? Why do we have these three wonderful guests? Because we're going to talk about Santa letters. And we actually have a brief history of sending a letter to Santa. And this was from Alex Palmer and with the Smithsonian Magazine. So dating back more than 150 years, the practice of writing to St. Nick tells a broader history of America itself. Early versions of Santa Claus tended to depict him as a disciplinarian. The earliest Santa letters are similarly didactic, usually coming from St. Nicholas rather than written to him. The minister, Theodore Leonard Kyer, uh, recalled receiving an autograph letter from Santa Claus full of good counsels and how he could improve his behavior during mm-hmm. the following year, during the childhood in eight, his childhood in 1820s Western New York. Now, have I, have I ever, have we talked about that I portrayed Santa Claus once? Well, a few more gray hairs in a couple more I, years, I Mac. I know, it's and, very disturbing. My, yeah. my very first museum I worked in, Old Cowtown Museum in Wichita, Kansas, a living history site portraying the 1860s, 70s, and 80s. And the Santa, the person, the staff person who normally portrayed Santa during our event got sick. And because <laughs> I was the next heaviest person, they said, why don't you do it? Even though I'm a kid <laughs> at this point, I'm like 25 years old. But they wanted me to portray him as an 1870 Santa, and I had oh. to walk around with a bag to give out candy to kids and a switch of sticks, and they yes. wanted me to threaten kids. Oh. Because in that time period, Santa was kind of mean, yeah. and he would, if you weren't good, then you got swatted with the sticks, and I refused yeah. to do it. Good. And it was a big hoopla. The education department was mad at the, the other department that I came from and that I wasn't playing nice. And we finally agreed that I would come out of character if anybody asked about the switch of sticks. Oh, and I would good. say, back in the 1870s, Santa carried... But I refused to do it in character because I thought kids are already scared right. of Santa when they're little. Sometimes the people portraying Santa and they're scared of clowns. And I didn't right. want to add to that. So, Well, and that goes with history, too. So what we thought we knew about Santa kind of changed a little bit as postal workers began hand delivering mail to urban centers during the Civil War. Americans began to view the mail as a pleasant surprise arriving at one store rather than a burdensome errand. The Chicago Tribune captured this shift in the experience of receiving mail in an 1864 story, commenting that the addition of 35 delivery men had changed the city's whole understanding of postage. Instead of the annoyance of having to carry letters to the office, now, as each postman brought mail directly to residences' doors, it transformed the mail carry into a genuine Santa Claus visiting households on his beat. As the postal system became more formalized and efficient, partly in response to the explosion of mail during the Civil War, the cost of postage began dropping in the mid-1860s. Imagine that postage going down. Right. Parents grew more comfortable with paying for stamps, and children began to view the postman as an actual conduit to the Christmas figure. Pictures, poems, and illustrations of St. Nick, particularly Thomas Nast's 1871 depiction in the widely read Harper's Weekly magazine, sorting letters from good children's parents and naughty children's parents, helped spread the idea of sending Santa mail. 
Nast is also credited with popularizing and sharing the idea that Santa lived and worked in the North Pole. For example, with an 1866 illustration that named Santa Clausville, NP as his address, giving kids a destination to send Santa's mail. The use of the post office to contact St. Nick began as particularly American phenomenon. Scottish children would shout their wishes up the <laughs> chimney still, and while Europeans simply left out stockings or shoes for the gift bringer. I kind of like that, shouting up the I chimney. I know. Well, I mean, he hears you, right? By 1899, newspapers were regularly soliciting and printing letters to Santa Claus on behalf of the local children as well. We found a collection from the Tennessee Historical Society and have our sweet little helpers here to help us share old-fashioned requests to Santa Claus. Okay, before we get started. Yes. I, I have a question of of the kids. I don't like in this. It says they that they started naming it Santa Clausville North Pole. Yeah. Do you do you guys think there's a name of a town at the North Pole, or is it just North Pole? No. Uh, yeah, I think it's the North Pole. I don't think there's a town name. Me too. Right. I mean, we know it's on a map. That's the right. North Pole it's, is on a map. It's just North Pole, and he lives near it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And North Pole, and there's different kinds of shop. Oh. And, and there might be more than 300,000 shops. <laughs> Well, Three, sure. 300,000 shops. All the elves, you mean, are, are working in those. in those. Yeah. See, but I don't I don't think it's the name of a town. I think no. it's just North Pole. But it, they were just yeah. think, trying, okay. yeah, learning. So okay. the first letter we have is from 1895, and Alma is going to read us this letter. Dear Santa Claus, will you please bring me something nice this Christmas? Do please bring me a, a big doll and a book to read. I do love to read so well. I just live five miles from Marysville. Now, dear Santa, I hope you find your way to our house. Your little friend, Minnie, age eight. And here's wow. another one. So what, what, oh, kind yeah. of, what kind of a, uh, a book do you think that Minnie wanted? Maybe a Minnie Mouse book because her name is Minnie. <gasps> that would be funny. That's yeah. a good guess. The next one is from 1899. Dear Santa Claus, I will write and tell you where I live and I want you to be sure and stop at my house. I think I am a good little girl and I know I have a got a good little sweet sister and whatever you do don't forget us i want you to bring me a little curly head doll that will go to sleep i like dolls but i don't break them up like other children i take care of my dolls i know you will laugh Santa claus when i tell you my no my tell you my little sister says she wants a wagon and a doll and a lot of bananas she could eat a dozen bananas right now (laughs) could your little sister do that (laughs) no she will she likes bananas but she doesn't really want a dozen (laughs) yeah that's a lot of bananas that's kind of crazy do you uh I like that they, they. she said, I think I've been good, but I know my little sister's been really good. Yes. Is that nice of a big sister to watch out for the little sister? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, the next one from Alma is from 1901. Dear Santa Claus, we are three little sisters and have no dear papa like most little tots. Please bring us something nice as you did not get here last year. Kate, Leona, and Frankie. 
Santa. So sad. He lost his way. It, yeah. it can happen. Carly has another one from 1901. Dear Santa Claus, I just want a great big doll that will shut its eyes and go to sleep. A doll, a carriage, a trunk, a storybook, some candy, oranges, and apples. Your dear friend, Ethel. Ethel. So that's twice now we heard about bananas, and then we just heard oranges and apples. Do you three wish you got fruit for, for Christmas? I think I do. Yep. <laughs> what kind of fruit? Um, apples and hmm, oranges and peaches. Peaches. Mmm, yummy. I wouldn't really want apples or oranges or bananas for Christmas. And, and you know why? Because we get it all the time. We just go to the grocery store and we get fruit. But back then, this was in 1901 and in the 1800s, fruit was really hard to come by some places. So that's why it was kind of a special gift that they only got at Christmas time. So isn't it kind of fun that now we wish we had candy and other things and it's not just <laughs> bananas and oranges? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, we agree. Okay, we have another one from 1909. Dear Santa Claus, I have been a very good little boy, and I want you to bring me some firecrackers, jumping jacks, and a choo-choo train, George. <laughs> firecrackers. Uh, firecrackers. George, George <laughs> might be up to some no good. He might oh, get on, my he, goodness. He might get on the naughty list next year. <laughs> I think Santa would get on Mommy's naughty list if he brought a little boy firecrackers. Okay, so 1920... From Carly. Dear Santa Claus, I am a little boy, only three years old. I want a billy goat and a <laughs> wagon, a hammer and lots of nails, nuts, apples, nuts, and candy. Bring Daddy something nice to John. Wow. What do you think he's going to make with uh, his hammer and lots of nails? A house? I, I bet he's going to make a house for the billy goat that he gets. <laughs> They got lots of giggles for the billy goat. <laughs> a billy goat. Would you? Would, would any of you three want a billy goat as a pet? No. No. Good. Not going to happen. <laughs> 1968 is this next letter. Dear Santa, please would you bring me some dollhouse furniture and a camera and... Uh, wait. And... Dollhouse. I like toys. I like the parade. In the parade, I liked the chipmunk giant. My friend would like a game of hands down. Her last name is Duvall. She lives no, near Milton Airport in and Brandon. I have some Coke and food free reindeer. I will write the names of them if I c could, but I can't. There's a picture for you. Mary, age nine. And then now we're getting a little more recent, and you helped work with Santa a couple years ago during the pandemic because Santa wasn't traveling as much, right? That's right. Uh, Usually he would be in the Flavel house, and he couldn't make he it because he was being Santa safe, and he was staying away from everybody. So in because of that, you and your staff at the Flavel house helped, and you helped him put up a mailbox outside the Flavel house. And he shared just some snippets of local letters. I asked him, I said, you know, we saw all these people sending you letters. Yeah. Like, what did they say? So he shared a few with us. A few. Okay. Carly, this one is from 2020. Dear Santa Claus, all I want for Christmas 
is a dry eraser board and a baby Yoda and a dry eraser. <laughs> a baby Yoda. Carly was practicing these in front of Mark the other night, and he was like, baby Yoda, because he didn't know it was 2020. He's like, how early did they have those? <laughs> it's like, we're not in the 1900s, Mark, anymore. We've, we've moved up. So he was, he was a little worried. Uh, Alma, you have the next one. Dear Santa, I don't want a lot of big things this year. I want an I only one. I want an iPhone. It doesn't have to be the newest iPhone, but not the oldest either. Also, a gumball machine and some stuffed animals and Legos. You are the best. Same room, save room for our favorite cookie and a big glass of milk. P.S. You're the best. Also, carrots for the reindeer. Okay, so what I like about that letter is Santa, you're the best. Yes. Do, do you think that that's just making trying to make Santa feel good? I think she actually means it. Okay, okay, that's nice. And I like our, our favorite cookie. I wonder what the favorite cookie is. What do you think it is? Maybe a gingerbread cookie Ooh. or a sugar cookie. Mm, yummy. I like those. Okay, Carly. Dear Santa Claus, I know that I have. Uh, no, uh, I I read Elms. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, dear Santa, I hope you are doing good. I do not know what I want for Christmas. I hope you have an idea. Okay, so that that makes me ask the question: Do you think Santa? makes the decisions or does he have like a council of elves that he meets with to make decisions of what he brings people well he he maybe he does really good ones like the ones that he can do that's are real the best ones i think he asks the elves for help too and sometimes i bet yeah. mrs claus comes into the room and she's like santa don't you know that carly would like this yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet that's, I mean, because Santa does come up with some pretty good gifts, right? Yes. yes. That's right. Nods all around. Okay. Here's another one. Alma. Dear Santa, I know I have been yelling at my pa- parent, at my siblings and parents a little bit, but I am working on keeping my feeling in check. Can you tell Chris, Chance, Beauty, and Roxy, and Grandma Jen, and Grandpa Don that I love and miss them? I have a question. Do you have a certain elf who helps you? Say hi to the reindeer and beware of Yule Cat. <laughs> P.S. The Kindle you got me is the best and most long-lasting gift I have received. Also, the note that you wrote me helped me through hard times. I love wow, that. that's very sweet. And you know, we all get oh. mad sometimes, and we say things we wish we didn't, don't we? Yeah, it does happen. Carly, continuing with 2020. Dear Santa, I wish the sickness would go away. We all do. I know. That was, yeah, two years ago. Okay, uh, Alma? Dear Santa, I hope you are okay. I really don't need any toys this year. I just want my family in the world, to all of the world, to be safe and sick and not sick with COVID. Don't work too hard. Good advice. That is good advice. Carly? Dear Santa, hi. I have been really working hard to be nice this year. I was wondering if I could have a flip phone this year with COVID. I haven't been able to see my friends. 
and the home phone. It has been frustrating. I really miss them. I also would like candy cane. Thank you. P.S. Could you get my brother something nice too? Now, do you three have phones? Mm, Good. My, fr- my cousin Alma has one phone. Oh. And I like the candy canes and a phone. That's a good list. Dear Santa, I know I haven't been that good this year. I'm wondering, trying to be better, I was wondering if I can get a transformer this year, please. That's some super good reading because there were some hard words in there, like transformer. Good one, little kindergartner, five-year-old Charlie there. Somebody trying to be better. That's so nice. Do you try to be better, Charlie, throughout the year? Yes. What do you work on? What would you tell Santa that you're working on to do better? Reading. Oh, you're already a pretty good reader. Oh, reading. Okay. Go ahead, Carly. Dear Santa, I am 11. All what is my mom and dad to be proud of me? And I want a unicorn stuffy animal. Thank you. (laughs) Do you like unicorns? Not really. Dear Santa, I am so glad that we are pen pals. I wish you a very Merry Christmas. All I want this year are books. I really want to learn more more with books during this COVID-19. See you soon. P.S. How is the Christmas alphabet different from the ordinary alphabet? Answer. The Christmas alphabet has no L. (laughs) <laughs> Noel, Noel. That's Jokes funny. totally lost on kids, but that's very think funny. funny. Okay. And and books. I like. Do you guys like books? How I, many books do you read a week, Alma? A million. Um, I read a lot, but sometimes with school, it's not as easy to read as many. Mm. But over break, I've been reading a lot. Good, because books make you smart. Yep. Yes, they do. Okay, Carly. Uh, dear Santa, I love you and want you to know I have been really good this year. If I could get one thing for Christmas, it would be skis and maybe skates. I will leave milk and cookies out for you and carrots for the reindeer. P.S. This was dictated but not read. I love that. That's funny. You know what that means? <laughs> that means that that person couldn't write, so they had mom or dad write it for them. Yeah. That's pretty funny. But mom or dad did not read it they as they were writing it, it was the letter. for Santa. Of course. Dear, wait. Dear Santa, I wish for the family to be happy again. I wish for an LOL camera and present pets. I wish for a toy house. I wish for our family to come here. Oh, that's nice. Dear Santa, uh, I want a rocket ship for Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> a rocket ship. <laughs> I want a rocket ship, too. Go ahead. 
Dear Santa, this year for Christmas, I was hoping that I could get a blanket and a hoodie. Those are my wants through my needs. It that's your your you your pray for my friend. She has COVID and hasn't been feeling good. I was hoping that you could donate some money to find a vaccine for COVID. Thanks a lot. That's very nice. That those are my wants. Don't those just warm your heart? Not historical, but they will be. I mean, because those definitely mark a time that these kiddos are going to remember in their childhood and that we certainly as parents will remember. Um, Yeah. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Thank you. You made this our best show ever. Yeah, Carly? I'm just going to say Merry Christmas. Can we get one more Merry Christmas from all of you before we say goodnight to everybody? Merry Christmas! All right, go make some history. Hope your Christmas has been as wonderful as ours here. Thank you for joining us for An Adventure in History. An Adventure in History is created and produced by the Clatsop County Historical Society and brought to you by KMUN.